Hey, everybody. This is the first episode of Recipe Club on Spotify. You may have listened to a couple earlier versions of Recipe Club on the Dave Chang Show, but this is the first true spinoff of Recipe Club in its own island. It is separated. But you still hear myself, Chris Ying, and a rotating cast of characters trying to make different recipes that we all find delicious, that are popular, things that might be highly searched on the internet. And we're all going to make one version of that. And I'll be honest, we are really evolving this and changing it because the goal is this, and we're, I'm just, I like to always reverse engineer. The goal is how do we train people to use their intuition more, to not just follow recipes blindly, to, to question the authenticity and successfulness of a lot of recipes that are deemed popular. Three, to like have this conversation of cooking at home, to make this really a club. The goal is ultimately for me to be able to post recipes well before we air a podcast and have it on a site on social media and encourage people to be cooking along with us. And then literally looking at these recipes like it's a book club. So recipe club is not just a club of people. I want this to be seen as sort of like a book club where we can talk about it, where we can rip it apart, we can make fun of things, we can talk about things that made us unhappy and just have a discussion about something. And I think through that discussion, we'll have some fun and ultimately make everybody a better cook. That's what I want recipe club to be. And most importantly, it is a goddamn competition. <laughs> you got to win this thing. You're in it to win it. You're in it to win it. So that's Recipe Club. Uh, one more note here. We decided to do a, an episode of Turkey because it's Thanksgiving and we did this a few weeks ago to get the timing right. And obviously it's not a normal Thanksgiving. We hope that everyone is celebrating in small groups and not celebrating like they normally do. And we'll wait to do that properly next year. But this go-round on Recipe Club on Turkey, we chose a bunch of popular recipes, three of the most popular recipes on the internet, and one of them was Alton Brown's spiced turkey brine thing, and uh, we did it well before he said some things that we find to be wildly inappropriate, offensive, and things to be very disagreeable. And uh, not to say that uh, we also probably didn't like his recipe either. Not a surprise there. So. With that being said, here is the first episode of Recipe Club, Turkey, and uh, not a surprise, I think that I won it. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade, Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to the first installment of The Recipe Club on uh, the Spotify broadcasting system. Uh, <laughs> presented by Major Doma Media. We have two installments on the Dave Chang Show, and people liked it quite a bit, including Spotify. And we have an original thing called The Recipe Club now. We have a few tweaks and alterations, and we're continuing to sort of modify it as we go. But the basic premise is this. We each bring a recipe, we cook it, and then we talk about which one was the best. And everybody cooks all the recipes. And since this is the first one launching right before 
Turkey Day, we all decided to do something that was turkey or Thanksgiving oriented. I want to remind everybody, we wanted to do this because people are cooking more at home than ever before. I certainly am. And I want to know how people make comfort food or not just comfort food, the things that they eat on a normal basis. And again, what is sort of normal and comforting to me may be completely out of the box for someone else. And the more recipes we can make and cook and discuss, I think that sort of furthers the the conversation. I think it also is funny. I think we can have a lot of debate and conversation, what we liked, pros and cons, and we will come to a conclusion of the recipe club by voting on what was the best recipe. Priya Krishna is the reigning undefeated champion. Again, I, I contest that, much like Donald Trump <laughs> has contested the election. But um, we want to see what actually is good, what is actually bad. Just because it's a published recipe doesn't mean it's good. And I want to emphasize that recipes should be used as a guide, not something that should be replicated. And we'll see. We'll, we're going to have some good talks about this. And again, because this is right before Thanksgiving, we decided to do something that's Thanksgiving oriented. I decided to do a sheet pan turkey recipe by tasting table. And uh, I will be very honest when we talk about it in a little bit. Chris Yang decided to cook what? Alton Brown of Good Eats fame, his classic wet brine roast turkey. One of those recipes that if you're <laughs> a foodie of the late 90s, Alton Brown was sort of the first entree into a scientific approach to cooking. This is the recipe you probably cooked at some point in the past 15 or 20 years. Fisher Price for food science. Very important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Harold McGee. I remember what being like in my early 20s, even before I started cooking professionally, and being like, if I had my science classes in high school and college done in skits, I might be a fucking scientist today. <laughs> I might have actually learned something. <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody had made a science class for your unique style of learning, you could yeah. you, you would have like dioramas <laughs> and cutouts and shit like that. That's how I learn. Fisher Price is still how I learn. Actually, Dave, it's funny you say that because I was a similar learner. So I would turn a lot of my um, when I was studying, I would like turn my study material into like musicals and songs. What? So, like, for example, I had to learn the order of all of the Chinese dynasties. So I made a song, which I still know by heart. Do all it. The uh, Chinese sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Oh sing my it, God. It, sing it. Okay. Shang Chao Chin Han Sui Tang song. Right before the sweet is the period of disunity. After the song is Yuan Ming Ching. After the Ching is the Opium War. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, move over, Lin-Manuel Miranda. That is the new historical musical. Holy wow, hell. Wow, that's, that's impressive. I, I, I want to just state for the record, when you listen and you continue to hear Recipe Club, whether it's with Priya or another guest, and we will have Rachel Kong on as well, all former colleagues, you're going to notice who excelled in academics and who did not. Um... Just saying that uh, Priya went to an Ivy League college. David oh Chang did not. God, Chris Yang didn't go to an Ivy League college, but he did get into one. David Chang did not. <laughs> I mean, the difference, but there, there it is. There it is. The difference is like Priya, that song is insane. It's really yeah. incredible, man. What in the world? I mean, it's clear if Priya and I were the same age applying to colleges, we'd be like, this fucking guy even a thought to apply to this college? And did my resume, my, my fucking application would have been passed around by all the fucking like college officials would be like, this fucking clown. Can you check it out? Dave's, Dave's personal essay is just a draw. Oh my god. Um okay, so Priya, Priya, our resident uh good student and genius, there are just to set us a little context here, when you Google roast turkey recipes, there are 160 some odd million results. And uh of those 160 million results, you did not choose any of them <laughs> for your roast turkey recipe you brought to the table. What did you bring? I hate turkey. I have never <laughs> loved it. This is, this is like a common theme in this podcast, like with bacon. 
and I, I was initially thinking I wanted to do like what the centerpiece of our Thanksgiving is like something like mutter paneer or like a biryani. But I was like, I think that would be too much like comparing apples and oranges. So I was like, what's a roast meat I can get behind. I have to admit, I'm not even a big fan of roast chicken, but I'm a big fan of like a meat that's like slathered in a really flavorful sauce and one recipe I'd been eyeing from a long time ago was Nick Sharma's roast chicken with hot green chutney. Nick's recipes are really good. He has a science background, so he takes a really scientific approach as well. I loved what I loved like looking at what was was in here it was like a lot of heat, a lot of a lot of kale, a lot of arugula, onions, caraway, cumin. It sounded like it would kind of cut through the richness of the chicken and not be too chickeny because <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I didn't grow up with that flavor. So it's not something that I seek out. Like I want my meat to taste like the sauce, not like the meat. I, I feel like I'm going to get so many mean comments on the internet about that, but that's just the reality. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. There's, there's the lay of the land. Those are our three Turkey day related Turkey day themed recipes. Also, again, let me stress, this is not about following the recipe to the T, because I definitely didn't this go around. And if you listen <laughs> to the pre-opening diaries, there was a giant clusterfuck of a mess of logistics. So before we began, I had uh, eight chickens. I had 12 boxes of arugula, 12 boxes of kale. And I want to just start off with the, the Nick Sharma recipe. And five pounds of serranos, so on and so forth. It was an ungodly amount. And then the only thing I got in single, the only goddamn thing I got in one single from the delivery service was one loaf of sourdough bread, <laughs> which, is, which, 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 which was for the, the tasting table one. But it was a real debacle about what to do with this. And initially trying to figure out where I could put this stuff because there was just not a lot of room. So right when it came in and this was now three, it, I mean, it was a lot of different orders coming in throughout the 48 hours. I am, I had to break down all the kale and arugula. So I immediately made Nick Sharma's sauce, the, the chutney. And even still, I had to, I just finished the last box of arugula today and I threw out a bunch of kale because it was just rotting. Because um, <laughs> I had no space to put it in, in refrigeration. And that made me very, very upset. I also didn't have caraway seeds. So I replaced that with allspice, even though that has nothing to do with caraway seeds. It's like a totally different sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wait, wait, have wait. it. I didn't have caraway seeds. So, so sorry, before we get into the, to the, the details of Dave's various substitutions, of which I'm sure there will be many, Priya, do you want to talk a little bit more about like this recipe overall and how it works and how it plays out and, and why you brought this to the table? Yeah, sure. There, I think there are a few things that I really... that intrigued me about this recipe. Uh, one is the sauce. The sauce sounded really good, bright and vibrant, like a good counter to chicken fat and chickeny flavor. So basically you make the sauce and you put it on the chicken and it's like a dry brine in the fridge, essentially. You let the chicken sit for several hours and then you make extra sauce to eat on the side, which is great. I loved that. And then when you roast it, you roast it in like a pool of chicken broth. And then you use that broth and like the fat that drips down to just baste it every 15 minutes, which I did do to make this skin super, super crispy. And then you eat it with the sauce on top. So it's like very saucy, very crispy, very moist. And I'd say it delivered all of those things. And once you take the chicken out, you have like a sauce flavored fatty chicken broth that I imagine would taste delicious by itself or as like a base for a soup. I bet you the caraway seeds is a huge crucial ingredient to the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it is, is that, yes. <laughs> is that a conclusion based on the fact that yours didn't, your substitution did not work out as expected? No, or, it tasted great, that? but it tasted not like what I imagined because I love the taste of caraway and I was so angry about the delivery I was like I'm not going to the fucking supermarket I am not buying <laughs> but the sauce still was delicious I was skeptical at how delicious it was going to be 
because I've never made a sauce just pureeing arugula and kale. That's just not in my yeah. wheelhouse. And I like the sauce a lot. I thought it was delicious, even with allspice. And I would imagine if I used caraway seeds, it would have just been perfect. Really, really married well. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I, I think the things I liked about this recipe a lot were, one, at least in theory, I liked the idea that this, this marinade could pull double duty as a sauce. I liked that he says, roast this thing for at least two hours at, at 400 degrees. I feel like almost every chicken recipe I've ever read has underestimated the amount of time it takes to roast the chicken properly. I, too, am a, a big fan of just like slathering the hell out of a chicken with with other things. So I, I liked all those aspects of it. I will say, if we want to get into some of my kind of nitpicks here, and I don't know if this happened to you at all, but like I did not get any of that sort of like juicy stuff at the bottom of the pan. Like my all of my chicken broth evaporated from the pan. Really? Yeah, within within an hour or so. I mean, so I put I put more in there, but I didn't get the I didn't get a saucy bottom. <laughs> uh, so that that was one thing, and the other thing I would say. I think the sauce was delicious on its own. It is very, in a good way, it's very green. It's very fresh and vegetal. It, it, can I add, it made me feel so healthy. It's healthy. It is yeah, like health it's, sauce. It tastes very healthy. It, it, it tastes, like, and not and usually, no, I'm not meaning this in a bad way. I felt like, wow, I should eat this more often because I feel good <laughs> about myself. I really felt that. I was like, God damn it. This is... This is what people mean by eating healthy. If this is the case, that's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they mean by eating healthy. Yeah. I, I felt like it was very bright. Exactly. Like you said, uh, Priya, um, I will say, I mean, he says season it to taste, but knowing that it was going to kind of marinate the chicken, I probably doubled the salt, at least on the portion that was going on the bird. It didn't feel like it was going to be salty enough to actually season it over overnight. I also did the same. I increased the salt level because when I tasted it, and also let me be fair to Nick Sharma, the state of anger I was in was not in a place where I was going to measure anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I, I thought that when I looked at the ratio of the salt originally, I thought that it would be not enough for a marinade per se. And uh, Chris, you measured everything out. Was it just it, it could be more salty potentially? Yeah, I think that it was probably salty enough as as directed for a dipping sauce. Although I have a high salt tolerance, so I, I would have added more anyway. But as far as a a seasoning that was going to penetrate and season the whole bird, I think it needed more salt than was was indicated. I would have loved an herb of some kind. Like I was expecting like a cilantro, a mint. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. It was just like arugula and kale, which were great. But like I could taste how like healthy it was. And I think it like ended up being like a great sauce to put on the chicken. But as like a side sauce, I feel like I wanted an herb element. But that also like, you know, I make chutneys all the time. For me, like the herb is the main green, not something like kale. I was actually surprised because I was expecting cilantro flavor. Yeah, same. You know? Yeah, I, I wonder if that's just sort of like association. Like I, I did see like a, a bright green chutney that reminded me of like a cilantro chutney. I was just expecting it for that reason. It also took every ounce of me not to put fish sauce <laughs> in this marinade. Oh like my I God. Really, I really wanted like some umami element to go in there and I really wanted to put fish sauce in, but I didn't. I was also curious, like I was worried I was going to taste like raw onion flavor. I was like, I wonder if I should be charring the chilies and the onions, something like that. I didn't end up tasting that, but I do like, I was like, maybe I would have liked this a like a little bit more if we're splitting hairs, if there had been some kind of like charred cooked element of one of the ingredients. I will say that I, I was surprised that I, I, I liked the recipe. I will tell you how I altered it too. I definitely... With the sauce, it needed some more oomph. I did add some fish sauce. That should have been yeah, you did. You didn't have the self control that I exhibited. I also blitzed it with a little knob of butter. Mm, that's a good idea. <laughs> and then cut the chicken up, and then poured all of it all over the chicken, and it was delicious. So that was day one. And I mind you, I had eight chickens. I also made a chicken soup for my family. I put a couple in the freezer that would fit, and I was like, I had so much sauce. I, I literally had like fucking six quarts of sauce. So I wanted to get rid of everything. So I got a giant bowl and I just let it sit out all day outside. 
in a giant bowl for like six hours, letting it marinate. And then I just broke them all down with scissors because I was so lazy. And then I grilled them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I will tell you that I think it's a great recipe. I don't know if it should be a whole bird. Mm-hmm. I think that it is improved upon quartered or broken down. I think you're going to get more penetration in the marinade if you don't have the, the overnight marinade that Nick is talking about. And I understand if you read the beginning of his recipe, he's right. The whole bird, versatile, it's a showstopper, all these things. But for the practicality of cooking at home, not a lot of people cook whole chickens. I don't know if I ever would. I might just do this with chicken thighs or frozen yeah. chicken thighs. But I'm in LA. I've been using the grill a lot. And I did basically a hot smoke on the chicken. And it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was yeah, so that good. Be really good. It was so fucking good. And you didn't have to worry about like basting it because all the marinade by then just crushed it on and it was a little bit charred and I enjoyed it very, very much. And it will certainly be a recipe I will use again. I would say this is like the most I've enjoyed a roast chicken because like the sauce had really penetrated deeply. It was really crispy. It was moist. And we ended up putting the sauce on every other dish, like in this recipe club lineup. We just put the sauce on everything. It made everything better. Well, whether people realize it or not, that's how Priya does backhanded compliments and and is very (laughs) passive-aggressive. She just said, that's the best chicken recipe she's made ever. (laughs) We just finished the book. (laughs) You don't even... Damn you, Nick Sharma! Damn you, Nick Sharma! (laughs) I don't know you, but goddammit! The last thing I I wanted to add is, like, I actually used a... uh, I went to the market and bought it like an heirloom chicken. I saw one of these like newfangled, like this is not your normal chicken. This is a, a traditional breed of chicken that will have way more flavor. And Priya, you said something in the beginning about, you know, <laughs> just your number one goal in roasting chickens is to cover up the flavor of chicken. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I will say that like, oh my God, I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm sure from everybody who lives in my neck of the woods, but like, man, I do not like the taste of an heirloom chicken. <laughs> It tastes like a, a chicken that needed more genetic engineering to taste less <laughs> no. like a chicken. It was very, very, very chickeny, and no amount of slathering removed the gamey chickenness of this chicken. Yeah, and I, Sorry, I, I think most people don't realize if they went to the earlier breeds of chicken, they'd be like, "Wow, chicken is fucking terrible." So you're not the only one. <laughs> but I do like I do like more of the original strains and the heirloom ones. I think they have more flavor. But that is a I think it's an acquired taste too, for sure. Yeah, it is. Dave like loves chickeny. Like you love chickeny stuff. I do love chickeny stuff. I probably, (laughs) I love chicken because of the same reasons you do. Although when it's a really good chicken, a truly great chicken, like uh, like some of the special birds, the jidori in Tokyo, not the stuff Mm -hmm. that's raised in America. All you want is salt and pepper. Not even pepper, just salt. And, uh, Cooked over charcoal, I think that is one of the most sublime eating experiences for me. And that's when you want the flavor of chicken. Yeah. And, and actually, I love that flavor too. Here's, here, I'll say this. This is, this is probably what my, a better description. My heirloom chicken tasted more like turkey <laughs> than it did like chicken was probably the main reason yeah. I liked it less. Can I also add this? Sorry. When I made this and I made it out of sheer anger because all the, the grocery deliveries. I also got even more angry because I knew Priya was going to fucking win this goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, let's move on to the next recipe. And, and tell me how you guys, if you think this is true or not. Let's talk about the Alton Brown, my recipe here. I think in some ways, Nick Sharma like is part of the same legacy of, of Alton Brown, yeah. right? Like Nick comes from a chemistry background. He's a very scientifically minded. His, his new book is called the, the flavor, flavor equation. equation. Yeah. Yeah. So he's taking up that torch of kind of combining really thoughtful science-based and intuitive reasoning with the kinds of flavors he likes, the kinds of cooking he likes. So I'm a fan of Nick and like I said, maybe his predecessor is somebody like Alton Brown. And so Alton Brown's recipe, we talked about him a little bit at the beginning. The recipe here basically is a a pretty straightforward brine of a gallon of vegetable stock combined with, you know, another gallon and a half of water and ice, sugar, salt, 
peppercorns, allspice, some candied ginger, and you essentially brine this for what he says is eight to 16 hours. And then from there, you stuff it with aromatics, sage, rosemary, apples, you know, speaking to our, our logistical disaster again, really briefly, this recipe calls for six leaves of sage. I was delivered six packages of sage. <laughs> so my turkey was a little sagier than intended. Uh, and then you roast it high until it's brown and every smoke alarm in your house is going off. And then you drop the temperature to, to medium, whatever, 350 or something, and then cook it till it's done. Just to, just to start us off, I will say that my turkey looked fucking awesome. Like it was like a, a perfectly brown, you know, straight out of the magazine turkey. I haven't made a turkey like this in many years. I have not done like a wet brine and roasted, you know, hot and then medium. I've not done that for, for many, many years. So it was, it was a change of pace for me. I have never made a turkey before. And this recipe was proof that maybe that was the correct instinct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Say more about that. I mean, I have disliked turkey since Henry Goldberg gave me a bite of his like turkey and mustard sandwich. (laughs) And I thought it was a cheese sandwich. And then I found out that it was turkey. And I was like, how does something get this like blubby, flubby texture? Um, (sighs) Yeah, my feelings haven't really changed. I just feel like every time I'm eating turkey, I'm like, I wish I could be eating anything else like I was thinking about sort of my (laughs) ranking of like if I had to eat meat what I would eat and I feel like it goes like fish beef lamb chicken and then turkey is like way at the bottom because not only are you not getting like fat and juice and moisture the flavor just doesn't do it for me and I feel like this recipe relies on you loving turkey flavor like the herbs and the aromatics are meant to bolster the turkey. This was a, a pain, first of all. I didn't have a pot big enough to brine the turkey. So I was just kind of like shoving it into the biggest pot I had. And then I, you have this like raw turkey sitting in your fridge in salt water. I also meant to make the turkey in Connecticut, but it never showed up because no one's selling turkey right now. So I had to carry like a jug of brine from Connecticut to Brooklyn. <laughs> Wait, so can we, pause on, can we pause on that for one second? It was so hard to find whole turkeys right yeah. now. I mean, we're only a month away from when we recorded, when we were cooking this, it was a month from Thanksgiving, but it's impossible to find a turkey, which I think speaks to the fact that, that nobody should tell wants you something. Turkey. Yeah, no one wants it any time <laughs> besides Thanksgiving. And then they make it out of a sense of obligation, not because they actually want to have it. Yeah. And then, so I made this turkey. 10 pounds was like the smallest turkey I could get. When it came out, like similar to Chris, like it looked perfect. Like I was like, this belongs on the cover of a food (laughs) magazine. And then I carved it and I served it to my partner, Seth. And we both just ended up like dousing it in hot sauce. (laughs) Then yesterday I made like a spicy tomato stew and I put the leftover turkey in it, but the turkey was like the worst part of that stew. Like now I'm just trying to find ways to incorporate, you know how like moms try to hide broccoli in dishes so the kids can't taste it. I'm like trying to incorporate the turkey so that Seth doesn't realize he's eating turkey because I need to get rid of all this turkey. And in fact, the only good thing that came out of this was I now have two quarts of turkey broth because I took the turkey carcass and made it into broth. Yep. And I feel like one of the big lessons I learned from the Dave book is that in Western culture, we value the meat and not the broth. In Eastern cultures, they cook for the broth more than the meat. And I remember tasting the broth and being like, this broth actually is, this is good. Like this would be a good flavor base for something. And being like, I should, like the meat is really unimportant to me, but this broth is very good. Can I I ask, did the broth taste like too much of the spices? Yes, that was my only criticism. Is like, I can't take this broth in a lot of different flavor directions. I'm like limited to this like Scarborough Fair, parsley, sage, rosemary, thyme <laughs> flavor profile, uh-huh. which is frustrating. I'm so proud that you've made that statement. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, 
if you want to. And now I don't really even brine anymore. And I don't even call it a dry brine because that's not right either. I just salt my shit pretty heavily well in advance and then just leave it be because the process of doing a brine is a pain in the ass. The most difficult thing about doing a brine on a turkey is where the hell do you have the space to do yeah. that? Exactly. And people will say, oh, you can do that in the cabinet below. I was like, where am I going to put all the shit that's in that cabinet? <laughs> you, yeah, know? you have to displace something for this turkey. And I did it once. And of course, I brined turkeys and, and poultry before and after. I mean, after. And it's great. But I didn't have room to make a brine. I didn't have any room <laughs> to finish making this. So I, I, I like made the brine. I had most of the spices, not all of them. I can't remember which were omitted. And then I'm like, where the hell am I going to put this? There's literally no room for me to put this. And I wasn't going to cook the turkey the next day and I wasn't going to leave it out. So I just didn't do the brine. I decided not to do the recipe. It was my civil disobedience. And uh -huh. I, threw it, I threw it away and I put it down the garbage disposal. I did not brine it. I'm just letting you guys know I did not make the recipe <laughs> as... <laughs> Wait, so you made the brine and then you just never used it? Yeah, because where was I going to put it? There was no place <laughs> for me to store the turkey in brine with all the food that got delivered to my house. I'm going I'm to describe the look on Priya's face that I'm looking at right now. Priya was on vacation in Connecticut when she made the brine and had intended to cook the turkey. I have a picture I'm looking at here next to Priya's face of her schlepping a used milk jug full of brown brine that she brought back to New York City because she was going to abide by the letter of the law. And she's currently looking at Dave, who was like, I didn't want to use the fucking brine I threw in the garbage. <laughs> and the okay, and which is why the pre I prefaced this recipe club with somebody went to an Ivy League university <laughs> But and I'm someone did the two it. of you side by side is like I, I I'm actually imagining it as you guys are lab partners. And Priya's like, you did what? You didn't do the experiment. What no, do you mean? I was you like, didn't and I would have been I'm literally that 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 student, if you could believe it, Priya. I was like, well, give me a fucking F. <laughs> give me a fucking F. I'm not gonna do it. But what okay, so in order to turn your F back into an A, what did you do with that turkey? I covered it in savory salt. Just doused it in oh saber salt. Oh my god! And then I uh, smoked it. I hate turkey. I just don't like it. I like dark meat. I like turkey necks. I don't like turkey breast unless sometimes it's in a deli and covered in QP mayonnaise. <laughs> and I, I'm actually thankful for this recipe. I'm truly thankful because I don't know if I ever would have smoked a whole turkey in my life ever, ever. And I'm telling you right now, this is why you do stupid things because now I, it was so goddamn good. Uh, I was <laughs> shocked. I was really shocked at how good this was. And I did just, I smoked it over some post oak and some hickory and I forgot about it. I put it in the morning. I I, I texted you guys uh, the video when I put it in and I, I was, Ying, and it was yesterday and I was so busy. I forgot about it. And Grace is like, what are we going to eat for dinner? I was like, I don't know. I don't have time. We got to deliver. And she's like, oh, you've been smoking something. I was like, oh, fuck. I totally <laughs> forgot about it. I, I literally had that thought because Chang, you and I were on back to back to back to back to back to back calls. And at one point somebody was talking. And I was like, I wonder if I should remind Chang about that turkey he put in the smoker earlier. And I was like, nah, he'll remember. <laughs> I totally, I totally <laughs> forgot about it. Knowing full well that I, this is an incomplete, right? Uh, I'm going to get an eye on my... <laughs> Has anyone here, for the record, gotten an eye on a report card? No, of course not. I have. I have. I've gotten two eyes on a report card. Incomplete. One on Cityscape Math 102. Cityscape Math 102. I got a fucking eye and a half a credit class called Friendship. I got an eye. Yeah, I feel like you deserve an eye and a friendship. Yeah, well... <laughs> This will be the third time and the first time I've ever given myself an eye, an incomplete, because I did not complete the homework assignment of Alton Brown's pumpkin spice turkey, basically. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, like, the smoked turkey was incredibly eye-opening. I, I love smoked turkey breasts. Like, if I go to Franklin's or Austin, and there's certain ways you can make a beautiful smoked turkey breast. Yeah, mm -hmm. agree. But to do a whole turkey, I just forgot about. Honestly, totally forgot about it. And I ran downstairs after Grace reminded me, and I cut it open, and that's what happened. And the cuisson on it was 
perfect. <laughs> I cooked it at like 2.15 for like seven, eight hours. I can't tell you how much it brought joy and happiness to this household. It was unbelievable. And that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, the smoke in this case is doing the same thing we keep on chasing after, which is reducing the turkey flavor and increasing <laughs> other flavors. For the record, I, I, I actually, the time I've liked turkey the most has been at some barbecue places where it like doesn't taste like itself. I couldn't believe how tender and juicy it was and how much it was cooking for so long that all the the savory salt that I put on it like penetrated into the meat. I also, it's important when you're cooking a turkey in general whole or any poultry, you have to season the shit like, like a crazy person, the cavity of the bird, right? Really get in there. <laughs> a family member said, this is the best thing you've made in quarantine. <laughs> who, who said that? Which family member said that? My mother-in-law. <laughs> wow. And I'll also tell you this. I gave some to Hugo. and Hugo doesn't like meat. And I didn't have a camera. And I've been trying to record everything. It's the first time he did multiple. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. And he doesn't like meat. And he cut up a bunch and he couldn't get enough of it. So this is why sometimes it's good to deviate. It was an incomplete, but it's an eye I'm happy to get because it's now something I'm going to do all the time. This isn't even incomplete. Like you didn't, you didn't know part of the rest. Of F, you give me an F. Teacher, give me an F. It's not the first half I received. <laughs> this is like a different recipe altogether that you've added to the lineup, basically, that we didn't get a chance to cook. I, 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 but I feel like it still counts for me. This still counts for me. Dave loved my recipe, technically. So can we talk? Can, can we can we go back and talk for a second just about this this brining thing for one more one more minute? I'm I'm with you guys. Like I had nowhere to store this thing. I stored it out at room temperature with ice in it as directed. I don't think that that's food safe at all. I also there's just that moment when you're trying to brine a whole turkey where you're just fucking wrestling this gigantic yes. bloody beast in your your kitchen sink and you're just like there's blood everywhere. And I'm actually not very squeamish about raw poultry. But like, I fucking hate the smell of turkey blood. Like, it's, it, it is. It so smells gross. like it went bad. It smells like it went bad, even if it's fresh. It smells like it went bad. Can I also tell you how stupid turkeys are? Just a quick story. <laughs> Just as an animal. Dave. Just as yeah, an animal. I'm serious because like I was working with a farmer, and uh, whether this sounds apocryphal, but it's not. And he's like, I, I'll never raise turkeys ever again because number one, like the timing has to be perfect for Thanksgiving. Not everybody wants the organic birds or or whatever, whatever. And he's like, turkeys are so dumb, you actually have to teach them how to drink water. It's like the only <laughs> animal that has to learn to drink water, and you put like quarters uh. of si shiny stuff at the bottom of their water thing that they drink out of. And he said that it's this happens quite a bit, that if you have turkeys out free range, and if there's a rainstorm, more often than not, you will find turkeys dead around the tree, but turkeys alive under the tree. <laughs> because they look at the shininess of the rain and then they drown. Mm -hmm. Oh so, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Turkeys are just I don't not know that if bright. I needed to know that story. <laughs> That's like the most depressing story about turkeys. <laughs> but, but, but truth, truthfully, wild turkeys, I've gone hunting for wild turkeys. They're smart as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're but cagey. These, these, these butterball turkeys have been bred all. It, it, it just, it just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I also found the like flipping of the bird halfway through really annoying. When I put the lid on the pot, it didn't fit. So we had to put a shower cap on top of the pot just so it fit <laughs> in our fridge. For during the brine. The other the other part of the brine that I actually think is wrong is I don't think eight hours, at least for like a, I had a 15 pound turkey. Like that's not enough time. Some salt will penetrate, but it'll actually be concentrated on the outside because the, the salt needs time to travel through the bird as well, not just into the bird. I mean, Priya, would you do a brine again? Let's just say you're cooking for you know friends and everybody wants a turkey. How would you cook a turkey? And you had to cook a turkey. What would you choose to do? A whole turkey. A whole turkey. If I had a smoker or like a grill, I would like smoke or grill it. I love char burnt yeah. flavor. If I didn't have a smoker... I would spatchcock it. I'd remove the spine, break it open. I know that sounds gruesome. And then just grill it flat. Mm -hmm. And I cook it that way. I, I, I think cooking a whole bird, whole turkey takes infinitely more time because of you know the structure of the bird. If you actually break it down so it's flat, 
it cooks so much faster, yeah. so yeah. much, so much faster. If you get over the, which took me a long time, if you get over the desire to have like a big, beautiful Norman Rockwell bird, like your, your dinner is going to be better. Yes. Can I also add, are you guys pro brine or no brine or just the cure salt cure? I, I, like I said, I, I, I did this, I did like Alton Brown's method way back in the day. That's probably the last time I actually wet brined a bird. I've not done that since it's just salt and pepper and and maybe sugar or something dry. I mean, the one negative to me, it definitely makes a juicy bird, but I don't think it's the return on investment. I'm anti wet brine. And also as Priya spoke about earlier, it really limits your options with a stock or a gravy after the fact. Yeah, I agree. And I also don't, I would never buy a gallon of store-bought vegetable stock to brine a thing again, ever. And again, I apologize to the listenership. I apologize to my co-hosts on this podcast (laughs) because I deviated totally from this because I was not in the right state of mind. I was... Well, the fucked up uh, thing is like you you, you cheated and you prospered. You cheated and you got to have the delicious bird. That's the fucked up thing about it. I know. I'm just being honest. It was so good. I'm telling you right now, I was fucking like, oh my God. This is so good. I mean, it looks so good. And it, I like, I want to eat that instead of the 14 pounds of turkey I have in my refrigerator now. See, this is why we do recipe club to come up with new alternatives. Yeah. I think the takeaway for a whole turkey is either smoke it whole or break it down and do different things with the breast and the legs. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment. So it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven. And your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Let's talk about the last one. Let's talk about Chang's hack sheet tray Thanksgiving, which this is, is a tasting a, table. I chose because this is the furthest thing from a Norman Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> this is a like, this is a this is a, a normie normie Rock, Rockwell like yeah, norms. Version. This is norms norms Thanksgiving. But like Dave, I think you should talk about how much I learned when working on the book, like how much you love sheet pan cooking, which I feel like has become this real like basic trendy thing. But you're like, you're generally a really big fan of this style. I'm sure maybe other people have done it. But when you cook in restaurants and you have to make family meal for north of 50 people, you can't just roast a bird or one or two items. Every restaurant I've ever worked in with maybe the exception of Japan, you're making roast chicken, which is a common once a week type of food for your, your peers. And you're always cooking it on a sheet pan. Sheet tray, full blast convection oven, salt and pepper chicken. That is a family meal staple. And it's awesome because for whatever reason, the skin gets super crunchy and it's juicy and it's moist. And there's a lot of reasons why without getting into it. And um, that is a great way to cook something quickly. As we, we sort of talked about earlier, if you spatchcock a bird, it cooks more quickly. That's just simple physics. So 
there's less surface area for the heat to penetrate, whatever, whatever. And that's why I like it. It's simple and you get something very delicious. And it's not just that, it's potatoes, it's carrots, it's, you don't have to waste a pan to roast it and then put it on a sheet tray and then put it in the oven. You can almost do everything on a sheet tray if you sort of mess around with the temperature enough. And, and that's why I'm a, I'm a big proponent of sheet tray cooking. And I wanted to, when I planned out this recipe with you guys, not thinking that it would be this demoralizing to cook this much turkey. I planned it, which is why I was like, I'm going to do something super, super simple, but I didn't plan enough because I probably would have done quail had I known <laughs> <laughs> how much fucking turkey we had to make. Uh-huh. And uh, I again, like also what I like about it on paper, having never cooked it before, was it reminded me of a super luxe, and this is something I grew up eating, Hungry Man, Swanson's Hungry Man Thanksgiving dinner. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do I know what you're I talking do. about? <laughs> With sometimes the fudgy brownie or the cherry yeah, yeah, pie. Yeah, yeah. I and saw ads for this. I was you saw ads. I was a I was a hungry man as a young boy. <laughs> yeah, and that's that that it was the nostalgia, and that's why I wanted to do it too. To me, that is the my Proustian Thanksgiving moment is the hungry man Swanson Thanksgiving dinner, uh, and I love it. So that's why I chose it, and um, I made it not the way exactly you're supposed to. Just, oh, God, no, your right own now. recipe. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Mainly because I stress ate the sourdough. <laughs> 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 I'll be honest, man. I just started gnawing on that thing. <laughs> I just, I just started shoveling. Sourdough, because there's something very comforting about the inner of a sourdough bread, that softness and that smell. And I just needed something to make me feel good. And next thing you know, I felt good and I looked down and there was no more sourdough. So it was my stuffing. I totally screwed that up. So I used a good old stovetop as my stuffing, which maybe was an improvement over that. And if I recommend people making this recipe, I would say omit making the sourdough stuffing right off the bat. You do not need to do that. I would use a store-bought, prepackaged type of thing. I didn't get the sweet potatoes, so I used regular potatoes, and I made like a regular Idaho potato gratin. The sweet potatoes came the day after, so I would have used the sweet potatoes, but that worked out. And that's just, again, like roasted potatoes, essentially, with a lot of dairy. And the green beans, that's as pretty simple as that. It's, it's a very straightforward recipe I think it's a letdown, a total, utter letdown on presentation. Um, it makes you feel like you're eating a Swanson Thanksgiving dinner, which is not what I think you want <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, I also started it in um, the oven on the sheet tray, and then I, uh, I finished it on the grill. Oh, my God. <laughs> Priya, give us, your, give us your take on this one. Professor Priya, what grade do I get right off the bat for my <laughs> insubordination? Like it was your own recipe. I like know, I just I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I will preface this by saying I took out the turkey breast, the raw turkey breast that got delivered, and realized that it had instead been delivered two pounds of deli turkey. Um <laughs> My friend Kate was like furiously Googling, like, can you crisp and re-roast deli turkey? Because we were like, how do we do this? And then I was like, wait, we can make this sheet pan recipe without the turkey. That is an improvement on this recipe. And so I went rogue and was just like, we're going to cut the turkey. We're going to take the buttery glaze you were supposed to put on the turkey put it on top of the stuffing. So the stuffing's getting like extra fat, extra flavor. And then I did the potato gratin. I did the green beans as normal. I would say this recipe was deceptively hard, like so much chopping for the stuffing, like having to like thinly slice or mandolin potatoes is a pain it's a lot of like keeping track of timing because you're like adding things at different times. And I feel like the whole point of sheet pan cooking is to just throw everything on the sheet pan and stick it in the oven. This was not that. This was like, you have to be really careful about the timing. 
I also had to double the butter on the potatoes because my sweet potatoes just like sucked up all the brown butter and I had to make more. Also, you have to make brown butter. Like there's a lot of sub recipes and like sort of a lot of busy work here, but I love this recipe. (laughs) (laughs) This was, I was shocked. I was like, this is delicious. You've got like crispy, buttery potatoes. I like kind of broiled my green beans until they were blistered. I would have loved like more flavor on the green beans, but I was like, you know, these are blistered green beans. I'll eat plenty of them. I love the stuffing, like stuffing in a sheet pan. Dave, I totally disagree. Sheet pan, I think better than a stove. It had like a brown crunchy top. It was moist in the middle. It had this like tartness because it had chopped apple in it, which was really good. Like I just kind of saw this as like, White people Thanksgiving. Wait, you, wait, you didn't broil. You didn't broil this at the end and uh, everything, the stuffing and everything. No, I did not broil it. Oh, that's what I did too. I'm glad that you liked it. I'm really happy that you liked the recipe. I will also tell you two more deviations that I did. I cooked the green beans <laughs> in the microwave, and I started off the potatoes sliced, not on a mandolin, in a microwave container with all the ingredients, and then I broiled everything. Because I cut the time in probably by like 60% on something that was already like a, you know, supposed to be a quick recipe. So I hacked this recipe and then I decided to, again, grill the turkey breast that I did receive on the grill, obviously. And it came out great. And I I disagree. I think the stuffing, 100% advocate for store-bought stuffing. So good. I think... In this recipe, if you cut the turkey and double the butter, you will be very happy. And, you know, the thing is, like, I didn't, I'm not predisposed to, like, a recipe like this. Like, this is very, like, white Americana Thanksgiving flavors. But I was like, oh, like, stuffing? Delicious. Why aren't we eating stuffing year-round? Like, why don't I make more stuffing? It was so good. The stuffing with Nick Sharma's sauce so good. Well, you can't cross the streams. Talk about breaking rules. You broke the rules too. Let me ask you this, Priya, because you said something that was interesting. Like, this is not an easy recipe. Like, it's a ton of ingredients actually for that stuffing. Is this is the is the sheet pan aspect of this one here just like purely Pinterest? Yes. It like looks interesting to have it all in like quote unquote on one sheet pan, but like you're really making you're doing the same amount of work you would be doing maybe a few dishes less, like actual pots and pans. But you still have like dishes from like browning the butter, all your cutting boards. Like it's still... Brown the butter in microwave. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I think that like the arranging on the plate or arranging on the pan is like extra. Yeah. Right? You could just do them separately and not have to like adjust for equal cooking times. So you didn't like this recipe, Chris? Well, I hacked it too. I mean, I had cooked too much turkey, frankly. And so, and I, my young son, Keith, had never tasted sweet potatoes or green beans yet. So I cooked those with less seasoning and less butter. He enjoyed them. I made the stuffing and I didn't really do the turkey breast as directed either. I just thought it was a lot of work that I was doing separately anyway. And putting them all onto like a Pinterest board was too much. It's not impressive to put it all in a sheet pan. <laughs> like, the extra work might have been more impressive. I thought it was going to be impressive. I agree. I, I, I have no allegiance to this recipe because I knew right off the bat I was going to lose this battle <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and um, I feel like a lawyer defending uh, somebody that is like, I cannot defend this person. <laughs> 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 and they're like, you're going to get the sport. I'm like, I know. Fuck it. <laughs> I can't defend this fucking recipe. It is. I just think there's ways you can actually make this way faster, way, way faster. I actually think you can make this in under an hour, you know, and and again, partly as again, Priya suggested is the stuffing. If I had to do this for real, I definitely wouldn't make the stuffing. That is too much work and time, even though it's delicious. I think that on the return of investment on time, not worth it. And the green beans are simple enough. And then turkey breast cooks really fast. And there's a lot of different ways you could do this. I think you could do this all under an hour. And I know you can because this is often how we've made Thanksgiving dinners for our staff in the restaurants is you don't have six, seven hours. You have like an hour to put Thanksgiving dinner together. And oftentimes it's on a sheet tray. So I definitely 
hack this. And uh, I think that as the recipe is suggested is too much time. It, they could make it much faster. That's just you my You know what would have made this recipe a winner is if they had actually done, if we had had that hungry man part and in the corner, there was like a little special cherry pie treat in the corner. <laughs> what have really made this come <laughs> home for me is like, and make a little, get some canned cherry pie filling. And make a little crumble and throw it on there. Yeah, that's good, if you got good. dessert on there, yeah, I mean Damn. that would be deli- I would have loved that. Yeah, that I actually agree. That would be that would be key. It really would be. But Priya, <laughs> here's what I'm trying to suggest to the audience too: is if you had to make this recipe and it wasn't for Recipe Club, what would you have done differently? Cut the chopping in half, like too much chopping. And as much as you love the stuffing, what if you had like a good store bought stuffing? I mean, isn't the whole idea of this podcast to like cook stuff? <laughs> touche you have a point there you have a point but let's just say it's i i think that there are ways i, I partly is again it's a little bit like sandra lee semi-homemade is it's about your return on time and i don't know if i had the time i'd probably like yeah i'll do this and again if i wasn't such a fat so i wouldn't have eaten the fucking sourdough i probably would have it too but <laughs> Uh, I, I I didn't have any sourdough <laughs> to make, so I just used stovetop stuffing, and it was fine. It was good, and again, I used the microwave to my advantage, and I think you can still get some kind of, you know, same kind of Thanksgiving Day feel. Would you have taken out a lot of the chopping, but now you know what you know, and you wouldn't make this recipe. You've already renegade, you know, been a renegade on certain things. Like, what about this recipe would you actually do again? The stuffing I would do again if I could just like shove all the veggies in a food processor and just food process them and then put it into the stuffing. Like I would make that stuffing recipe again, especially putting the the butter I was supposed to put on the turkey, the garlic butter on top of it that made it really good and gave it that glistening top. I felt like the sweet potatoes with double the brown butter, they worked. But without that extra brown butter, I didn't find them to be that exciting. The green beans, I would have liked a little more spice. But like as a little like novelty tray thing, like, I don't know, I found it very, I found it like very cute. And like the lack of turkey was a huge plus for me. I think if you actually had to make the turkey, you'd be like, I hate this fucking recipe. Yeah, if I had to make the turkey, I would have been like, it's a a pass. Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting is... (laughs) I think we need to say it's like a recipe works for some, not for everybody. I probably will never make this recipe ever again. Not probably. I will never make this recipe. And I didn't even do it the first time. So I will never do it again. This is honestly, you know what the, the best use of the sheet pan though really is, is this would be a good way to make Thanksgiving leftover dinner. Like if all yeah. this stuff was already cooked, I would just throw it on a sheet pan with foil and I want it all crisp up again. And I would just throw it in the oven all at once like this. That's just how yeah. you reheat Thanksgiving. I wouldn't cook Thanksgiving this way. Yeah, to get it like crispy. Totally. Yeah. And I might even just like heat some of it up in the microwave first or in the pan first and then put it all, arrange it all and brown it in the oven. I'm telling the judge and jury, I I, uh, <laughs> I believe my client is guilty. <laughs> I cannot in good conscience defend this client. <laughs> I recuse myself. All right, let's get to the end. Let's make some conclusions here. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Simple answer on each of these recipes, starting from Nick Sharma's recipe. The thumbs up indicates you would make this recipe again. You enjoyed making it the first time. Priya, Krishna, thumbs up or thumbs down on your your recipe? Thumbs up on my recipe. Thumbs up on your recipe. Thumbs up. And I'm going to add one more wrinkle to this. If I had a small turkey, I'd break it down and marinate the sauce in it. That's what I would do. And I, I would actually suggest people do that because... I think we have too much of this notion that we have to have this Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving and that sacrifices taste and flavor. And I would probably break down the turkey into eight parts, marinate it, and then grill it. And that is something I will do again. I might tweak the recipe here or there, but I thought the flavors were shocking. And again, if you want a healthy Thanksgiving, do do, do it with, with the turkey. So I give it a big thumbs up with even some extra thumbs up as to what you could do with it. Yeah, it's a thumbs up for me as well. Even in theory, even if in practice there was a few things I tweaked, I think like the idea here and what Chang said, the ways you could adapt this thing, it's a great baseline. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down on Alton Brown's Good Eats vegetable stock marinated turkey. I will go first. And although I brought this to the table, 
the truth is I, I will I will probably in my lifetime never make a turkey like this again. So And you may never win a recipe club. And I may <laughs> I don't even know how I like when I try to, when I try to, you know how like sports like athletes say like, you've got to like envision, you've got to visualize the win. You've got to visualize how you're going to get there. When I sit down, I close my eyes and I try to visualize winning an episode of recipe club. Nothing comes. It's just blankness in my mind. So this is a, a thumbs down for me. Yeah. I would say it's a thumbs down, but it's not Alton's fault. It's the Turkey's fault. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chang. I have a F or an incomplete, so I'm not even allowed to grade this. <laughs> That's true. Dave should not be allowed to grade Just give this. it a thumbs up to, for, for friendship. No, no, because I already know that goddamn, that Brian made me so mad making that goddamn Brian. Um, I will give the turkey that I made as an accidental result a quadruple thumbs up. This is some bullshit. This is a this is a write-in candidate. Dave is writing in a candidate on his ballot. But like ultimately, Dave is giving the recipe a thumbs down because he didn't want to do it. That's like a form of thumbs down. I'm not allowed to give a thumbs up or down because I didn't complete the class. Priya, stop trying to run up the score on me here, yeah. okay? <laughs> like, just let it be incomplete, okay? If I can get only two out of three thumbs downs just on a technicality, that's a victory for me. So stop trying to run up the score on me. Uh Last recipe, the one pan, quote unquote, quick and easy Thanksgiving from Tasting Table, David Chang's recipe this week. Dave, your self-grade? I've been disbarred (laughs) 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 from defending defending this recipe. Priya, then. I really liked it, but it was so much effort for a recipe that sold itself as an easier Thanksgiving. So I'm going to say thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, we're, if it's purely on like, would you ever do this thing again? It's a thumbs down for me. Although I do think there's merit in this kind of one sheet pan cooking yes. in theory. Yes. If it's actually easier, if it's actually less pans and maybe you're reheating leftovers, it's a thumbs up. I, I, I'm giving this, you know, if I could vote for this, <laughs> a, a big thumbs down because it promotes something that's a lie. It promotes something that's going to be easy. And it is no, a lie. It's, it's not. I will also promote something that you should do for Thanksgiving Day. Don't cook a turkey. Order fried chicken. <laughs> that's, the, that's the way to do it, man. <laughs> or don't uh, cook meat at all. Make oh, a biriyani. Priya, oh, Priya. <laughs> oh, we should do biryani. We'll do a biryani. Because there's so many different kinds of biryani. And I can't wait to win that fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. I think that does it for our inaugural episode of, of Recipe Club. Well, let me ask one thing, though. Is there anything that you found as an interesting thing, even from the shitty recipes? Like, you're like, ah, oh, that's a good tip. <laughs> it's just like empty silence. That should tell you everything, guys. No, no, no. Let's, I, I actually, like, I, I do want to answer that and think about that. And I, it has, I, I, there are takeaways for me. I haven't done single sheet pan stuff. I've written that stuff off as just like very hacky. And I think because of recipes like this, where it was actually more work than it would have been without the gimmick, but for sure, I've not been doing enough of of that kind of sheet pan cooking. I think that's a takeaway for me. I actually was surprised, even though my pan dried out uh, when I was doing Nick Sharma's chicken, I actually was pleasantly surprised. I thought like 400 degrees for two hours was going to just dry the hell out of that thing. I was pleasantly surprised by that. I actually think like that's if you're if we're talking about most home cooks, I think that the barrier for entry for most people making a roast chicken, people are petrified of undercooked chicken. Mm -hmm. You know, I think most Americans are absolutely terrified of that. And I know people who will who will roast the chicken and it'll come out a little under and they just will refuse to eat it. They'll throw it away. You know, so I think like something like who are these people? I know these, I mean, I'm not going to out my friends by name, but I have yelled at them before about this type of thing. So I think that that's, that's an interesting thing too. And it takes a little intuition. I think I love that Nick said roast for at least two hours and he wasn't just like roast for, you know, 87 minutes and your chicken will be perfect. Like do it until it's done, dude. Like that's the instruction. So those are some good takeaways for me, even if like I would have tweaked some of these recipes. The notion of like basting your meat constantly, which I never do. I mean, I guess I don't really cook meat, but the idea of just like constant basting, it was such a pain in the ass every 15 minutes to do it. 
but it really it's worth paid it. off. Like it was yeah. just this, it was just so flavorful. Which is why like rotisserie chicken is the only good roast chicken. Though. Yeah. Like, let's be real here. Well, it's a resounding win. It's almost like you won 538 electoral votes. <laughs> yeah. Priya. Wow. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How embarrassing. I mean, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of turkey talk, everybody. You know, keep it simple. I actually still think my accidental smoked turkey is how I'm going to cook turkey moving forward because it was so delicious and so easy. And there's more than one way to roast a turkey or cook a turkey, that's for sure. So uh, again, big shout out, big thank you to Priya, to Chris for doing this. This was a lot of work and a lot of turkey eating and cooking. So uh, we will always do the hard work for you, the listener, here on Recipe Club. We have an Instagram page, at Recipe Club, one word, and we will be putting a lot more content there. And I think without foreshadowing too much, we're going to be having more places where you can glean and get information on Recipe Club as it gets sort of up to speed. We are in the very beginning stages of this. So... The next episode of Recipe Club is going to be, again, Thanksgiving holiday theme, and it's going to be on stuffing, a lot of stuffing, and um, I have some very strong opinions on stuffing, so stay tuned for that. Give us five stars, have you rate this, tell your friends about Recipe Club, we appreciate your support, and for all the listeners of The Dave Chang Show, thank you for listening to another podcast. Really appreciate all of your support, and thank you very much. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.